0: Hi, I'm going to try to do the Haftorah now, because I have so much of a peso stuff coming up, and I have to devote time to in my profession. Um, today's uh, Parsha, that is to say the Haftorah podcast, which is going to be in the Haftorah, of course, of Parsha Zachodesh, is being sponsored by uh, Lewis Goldberg, in memory of his dad, his that the site is going to be Rosh Chodesh Nisan and he said, you know, he wants to have Torah Sheer, Parsha Chodesh, Mordechai ben Lippman Lev, Ovashon and obviously uh, then probably was his father, is, I mean, well I shouldn't say obviously, but I'm assuming there's an interest in, in this Parsha. this Haftorah this week um, but anyway, I hope to have a we always appreciate all of our sponsors, we really do <coughs> thank you, Lewis Goldberg this Torah is a bummer this Maybe the hardest. Because Yechezkel is in many ways the hardest. In some respects. And today's Haftarah is one I am sure nobody ever looks into. This one you just diving up. There's no question in my mind. I can't believe anybody would do so. And if they did, they would actually be wasting their time. Unless they're willing to jump in with both feet. And I'll tell you what I mean. And I'm going to concentrate on the part that's no game most of all. I mean, why did they pick this for the Haftorah Parshah Chodesh? Um, I'll tell you what I think. Nothing sublime over here. We look always for a Haftorah from the Neviim, Emnatik Subim. that has some reference to what we're doing. Uh, last week there was references to part of Duma sort of. So this week, since Parshah Chodesh, see, so want some references in the Tanakh to, um, what do you call it? the upcoming holiday of Pesach. <clears throat> but <clears throat> there aren't many of those. The ones that talk about Pesach itself, for example, the Passover of King Kiski, um, of, um they can't use that because that's in, uh, in Subim, the Passover of King Yoshio, Josiah. We used that up already on Yontif. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> Explicit discussions in the VM, which are rare, there are some, <clears throat> in Joshua, Explicit discussions of the holiday of Passover are about the holiday of Passover, about the carbon Pesach, and so on and so forth. Where are you going to find something in the vim, not Tsubim which talks about Parshat Chodesh, the Hainu <coughs> happenings? A navi is talking about stuff that's going to happen in the fourteen days from Rosh Chodesh until till down to Pesach, which is after all what Parshat Chodesh is all about. After the the after this week, right? In the Chumash. It's about the 14-day build-up, which reaches its crescendo with Pesach night, with the Yitzit Mitzrayim. Where do you go find it? The answer is you don't. So you got to go scraping to Yecheskel. Now, I'm saying this not to be a cynic, although it is cynical, but simply because it's very problematic. That's the reason, in my opinion, and I can only tell you my opinion, why this got chosen. Now, I'll tell you where I'm coming from. Yecheskel over here, and everybody knows this, I think many of you noticed without before I came along, among other things, discusses what is usually talked to third base amygdala or something like that, meaning he has stuff in there we don't know what he's talking about. And because we don't know what he's talking about, he lived at the... So we're speculating. In the Gemara, they're speculating. They don't know. Now, there are, we're told, how should I put this? You know, we have Torah, Nabi, and the, the Torah is the Torah, all right. So, you know, Hashem dictated the Torah, fine. Put that aside. But the Navim and the Tzubim are edited volumes. <clears throat> I'm going by the from tradition now. What's the from party line? Did the Antjei Yedin the either themselves edited or began the process of editing um, what you and I call the Tanakh, or the Nevi'im, I should say, Nevi'im and Tsubim. Why did they call some Nevi'im and some Tzubim? They didn't tell us. So, you know, before I show them, I'm speculating that. Their Barbanel has a lot of speculation about that. But the key word is speculation. We don't know. All we know is, there's something called Nevi'im, something called Tsubim. Obviously. <clears throat> now, uh, how did they decide what goes in and what goes out? The Gemara says there were flying in and room. There were a ton of novies. Obviously, one would expect so in the bias period and before that. And I'm sure a lot of them had recordings of their prophecies, you know, in parchment. Why not? It wasn't against the law. Somehow or other, a cut was made, as you and I know, by the Anshing and Igdala, or at least they started the process, and it's doing by editorial the book of Joshua goes in the book of Melvin and Sam goes out right the book of Shmuel goes in the book of Larry and Curly goes out you know we don't know what they excluded because their policy was now whatever is not going to go into Tanakh they don't want anybody to know about I get it to be perfectly honest we do not know what the original books were like there are discussions, for example, of Tikune Sofram and things like this, in which Danshidol and, and people like that, people like that, I, I repeat, tampered with the text for sound policy reasons. <clears throat> we have a long tradition of not an unmediated but a mediated text in Judaism. I would remind you, the Mishnah talks about nikro Nicolomatagama. We don't share everything with everybody, and we even have such a policy. And some things we share only with a few And not with the Hamunam Today we live in a world of art school, everything is Hamunam But I'm talking about <clears throat> classic Jews Judaism Once upon a time Now I'm going somewhere with this So when we look at the Neviim, We know got, what got in We do not know what got out Meaning what was excluded Because they don't tell you The best we can do Is Go by what the Rabbinic sources tell us were controversial books, which almost got kicked out, but stayed in. And they tell us of five. It's Sherashim, it's Kohelis, it's <clears throat> Esther, it's Yicheskel, it's Eov. Okay? Each one for a reason. I can totally understand, and so could you understand, why Sherashim would not be allowed in. Today, it if it was up to art school, it wouldn't be, they don't need translate it, right? Sherashim. Not literally, and so when I, I, I hear the word, you know, so it, it, what's interesting is <clears throat> that the opinion of Rabbi Kiva prevailed, and Shirim Shirim got in, and as we all know, he called it Kodesh Kodashim. Shine, uh, Kohelus again. I get it. Kohelus sounds like Epicureanism, Epicurus, in many ways. After all, he says, well, who knows what happens when you die? Maybe like a dog, nothing happens. You just die. It's over. There are a lot of things in there that a kid would get kicked out of yeshiva for saying. Okay? So I totally hear why people were opposed to it. What's interesting again is obviously in the end it got in. Right? It would be interesting if we had a YouTube uh uh recording of the discussions, how it finally ended up going in. You know, the more says Softavar, as Alhimi you know, uh, was that I mean, you know, they liked the end. Shut <clears throat> EOP he you know, raises questions about God and doesn't give good answers. And, uh, you know, I can totally hear. Once again, I guarantee you, there is no way in tarnation that the art school would ever publish a book by an author called Job today. In which, he, you know, they speculate does God do bad things or not. I remind you, in the book of Job, God has a bet with Satan. let so "Let's let's torture this guy and see what happens. You never have anything like that. Sean, let it be. McGill, Sester, it was, we just finished him and that had to do with politics. Now, now the fifth book is Yicheskel, which is our haftorah today, Yicheskel. <laughs> <laughs> Big Why? The answer is because he's got stuff in there that we don't know he's talking about. It seems like it contradicts the Torah. Right? Seems like a, a sectarian text. <laughs> you know, like the like Dead Sea Scrolls or something like that. They have all this weird stuff. Nevertheless, we are told in the Gemara, as everybody knows, I'm sure, that you know, Brahmscharoshei a certain guy sat down and made it his business to compose a, a commentary in which he scholastically reconciled and showed you the Cheskel, who, after all, <clears throat> I want to be clear, everybody knew Yehi is a navi. Everybody knew he's not a phony. Question is, how will people take this? What? How will they take it? And so he composed, we are told, a, a commentary of some sort or another, which reconciled and slipped in what it says in Cheskel on the one hand, and what it says in in, uh, in the Torah and in the Shas on the other hand. What are we talking about? Today's parsha, perfect example. Today's of Torah, Cheskel is talking, among other things, about some kind of a third temple situation. We think in the beginning of. What they call Chapter Forty Five, although you know the the chapters of the Geisha stuff. You see, like all these other prophets, <coughs> are blasting the princes of Israel, the Nazis for being crooked and corrupt. Okay, <laughs> you know nothing surprising there. Okay, I am not going to go into the Mepharshim, You know which Nazis are they referring to? Is it, is it in the ones that the, the Babylonians and person set up to rule the Jews and blah blah? And they have fake, false weights and measures. Like Jeffrey talks about an honest a and an honest pass. I hate to say it, but we know there's plenty of firm corruption out there. People playing stick, um, member these guys that tried to you know corner the market on on who knows what on food and drugs at the beginning of the corona. We have such people in our ranks, unfortunately. Fine, but then he speaks about all kind of weird stuff. And he said you have to give a certain offering to the nasi and so on and so forth. What's he talking about? It's not in the Chumash. But I want to concentrate my remarks today on the part of this to this Shabbos. And that is um, shortly after the beginning of the Haftorah in 4518, where he talks about a ceremony that's supposed to take place in the month of Nisan. Which corresponds to Parsha Chodesh. Okay? In the month of the Parsha Chodesh. what is he talking about? Okay? It seems to be some kind of dedication ceremony for the third temple. Horbai Slishi. Even though he doesn't exactly use those words for that, that's how it's taken. And that's what it seems to be. Now, what's he talking about up here? Kayamar Hashem El Kim, Barisham Bechl Chodesh, or what you and I call Brash Kodish Nissan, tikakh bakar Tomim, Fakite so I want you to take a certain bull and cleanse the sanctuary. Why? Why? So what's he what's he saying to do? He's saying that this is some kind of dedication ritual connected with the third temple, which will not be identical with what you saw in the Mishkan or the or It will involve some weird uh, repeating of the original Passover in Egypt, which is in Parshas HaKodesh. I'll read in English. The Kohen shall take from the blood of the sin offering and put it on the mezuzahs, on the doorpost of the temple. Really? We don't have any ceremony like that. That's interesting. That's like the original Yitzhi's Mitzrayim. <speaking in Hebrew> Where, what is this right It's not part of the regular rituals, and um indeed, the Ramalbim and others you know let me put it this, it's almost impossible to go through them before from here because everybody's in six and sevens, and they're all going in different directions, you know, so you can pick one if you like it, but doesn't I mean it's the right one. We know that the original Mishkan had a dedication ceremony of seven days, the vice recent was fourteen days. By Shandy was 21 days. How do I know that? Look at the book of Ezra. <clears throat> and this one that we're talking about in today's Pasha will be 28 days. So you started with one week of, of dedication ceremonies, and now it culminates in, in in a month, in, four, in 28 days. In four weeks to be more example, more exact. Now I'm sure if you're in a morale type and all the rest of you know, four times seven, significance of four, significant seven. I'm serious. You can go that route. I don't want to go that route. Not in mood. So we have some kind of ceremony involving taking the blood of a bull, not of a Karm Pesach, of a bull, and dabbing it on the doorposts of the temple, <clears throat> and also on the four corners of the uh, the court of the altar. that's this funny. The Ezra, right? Some learn it, you, you apply it on the altar itself, in which case it reminds you of the Yom Kippur ceremony. What is all this? And then he says, you do the same thing seven days later. Do the same thing um, on the seventh day of the month, and that way, you will cleanse the base of from the dumbbells. That's weird. Right? What kind of language is that? You think you're making fun of me? What does it say? Um, me? What is it? Who were the fools, the dumbbells, running around the base of They went out to clean the temple up for them. So in other words, you know, we're dealing with some kind of situation in which around this time of the year, the end of the other and beginning of Nisan, um there's going to be a whole big ceremony, dedicated to Baishlishi, and it'll involve unusual ceremonies such as we've never seen before. Okay? Um, it will recall in some senses the original Karim Pesach. It doesn't tell you why and where it's going to be. And because it is, it seems at the time that the book Yicheskel came out, like some kind of Dead Sea Scroll type situation. Like, who is this? What is this stuff? And therefore, suppress it. B'chul Ligno Sefer Yicheskel. The Rambam is really wonderful in this. And in the Gemara and elsewhere, what they say is, he must be talking about something in the future. Mashiach said, literally. So he doesn't say so, but that's the scholastic way of reconciling the problem. The Rambam in the beginning, Hilchus Maeser Karbonus, if you know this, it's a famous Rambam, says, now remember, Maeser Karbonus, he gives you all the laws, as only the Rambam can, of the daily ritual in the temple the do's and the don'ts and the little amounts and the rituals and all this stuff. <laughs> and he says, the end of the second paragraph, all the stuff that's described in Savri Cheskel, like I just read you, right? And so on and so forth. So, all the stuff defining you find in Cheskel, and how many carbonas, and the whole ritual that's described there in quite detail. Just, I'm not going to read the whole thing with you. You can read it if you want. I hope you will. They were miluim. In other words, they were inaugural sacrifices. There was a one-time deal. So you don't look to Vayikra and Bamidbar and places like that to figure out how to do that. Because Vayikra and Bamidbar deal with the way the base run on a daily operation. You understand The permanent, long-term way with the carbon tomids and the the sachen and the different types of rituals—that's what they are. However, we know if you get the parsha shemini that when the mishkan was um, dedicated, there were a number of components that were unique to that occasion. Were not repeated later. And similarly, as you'll see in a second in the Rambam. So I'm not going fancy over here. I'm just dealing with a plain, straightforward Rambam. Uh, they're all de- connected with this one-time dedication ceremony, so I'll start again. and uh, him. It's all special, unique cases. They ain't no again It's only a one-time deal. It's not meant to be permanent. El hanavi Sivo perish. But the Rambam says instead, the prophet Yeheskel was telling us, katzad yu makriven hamiluim. Isn't that interesting? And the Rambam, who says, he clearly subscribed to the view in the Gemara, among other views that we're dealing with Messianic business. And it's not no good to us. I'll tell you again, so why are we reading this in Parshah Chodesh? The simple meaning is they're looking for a text that has to do with the first two weeks of Nisan, obviously there must be a higher way of understanding this, and the higher way of understanding this would be connected with the idea as we shall see in a second that even in Mashiach's sight there still will be a Karim Pesach. and that will uh, stem, that will accord with the famous discussion that we have in very brief form in the Haggadah, which really a Mishnah, as everybody knows Haryanikki ben Shemishat this, you know, that, right? that, you'll say, time And I remember, and I don't have it in front of me, but you know what I'm talking about. It says that uh, that the, that the, 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 there will still be significance to the carbon Pesach even though the Mashiach type will be bigger, or something like that. Little, I forget the exact language, but you know what I mean. So, this is how the Rambam uh, explains it. And it goes on to say, <laughs> And just like we find, when they dedicated the Mishkan, um, they did unusual things that were unique. <laughs> and even did these things on Shabbos, He quoting a Gemara. So the nosi, meaning the nosi who's described in the book of Yich over here, will do something similar as a unique one-time business. You understand? It's a unique one-time business. Um, and the Raman goes on to say, if you read the book of Ezra, you'll see, And when they started the second temple, so Ezra himself showed up six months after they completed the construction of the second temple. He didn't build it. And when he came there, he came with a large group. And it's a whole long story, but when he came there, they offered a whole unique set of carbonas, the like of which we don't know what they are. And they explained that these were a one-time deal, special deal, right? What do you call it? The harashah. They were a one time special deal, unique occasion. Um the law is Call That in the time of Ezra when they showed up, they brought twelve bulls, one per tribe. I mean you can't make up this, this is based on Mikdash. This is Chul Nazar. you you're not allowed to make up your own carbon. You know, you can't do this. And yet they did. Right? Alien Tishim Shisha, 96 rams, Pusim Shiba right? And the you know, discussed over there, there was a special, special amiluim, a special case. Uh, but the Rambam goes on to say like this, that's only then. Other than those unique occasions, we don't do that. Hanohagim but the regular Basimigish stuff, Hain Divri Torah Shepi Rashnu, Kamosha Tikami the regular halachas of the I, Maimonides, will give you, and hilches meister, Carbonus and so forth, the way it's been passed down to us since Moses. ain't lehosef alem e'en Don't add and don't subtract. So you have what I would call normative Judaism, which involves the meager stuff running every day, which is replete with meaning, as I mentioned yesterday, I think. If you're interested in a Baroque approach to the meaning of everything, get a hold of the Ramaz Torah Ola which now is Nakudos. If you're, if you find it a little bit too dense for you, and you're built differently, just read Samson Ray Flerish. He'll tell you everything, you know. If the coin sneezes on the right side, he'll tell you the significance of it. That's what he's into. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. But, don't look to today's Haftorah. Well, that was a special deal. If you want to understand that, then you have to understand that we're dealing with the Mashiach time. Now, it's very very fascinating that it goes on in the half to say uh, that as i said before um you'll have uh, I'll, I'll read it very quickly not to not to confuse you i know it's confusing but i'm, I'm gonna do my best <clears throat> he first starts by saying there's a certain carbonus that you do on Ro and he describes what they are with the applying them on the doorposts and all the rest of it. And then you do a similar uh, set of offerings on the 7th of Nisan. And then in Pasuk Chaval, he says, and now let's get around to Pesach. What is Pesach going to be in Mashiach time? So there'll be Pesach seven days of matzahs, right? And he says, and the nosi will offer up a special bull. I don't know what that is. Why doesn't he talk about the shiva's parm, And he'll bring a whole bunch of unusual Karm over there. And there will be, I'm going to tell you what it seems to me. There'll be some kind of different way of doing the Karbanas in the Mashiach time. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's only for that dedication ceremony. Uh, but it's significant that the dedication of the Third Temple will take place in Nisan. This would, of course, accord with the theory that the Mashiach is coming Nisan, you know, Benisa, Nisa, as we all have heard. This would accord with that. Uh, just like Smith's rhyme was it Geula, so Mashiach time will also be in that time of the year, Geula. Something tells me that when the rabbis of old chose this Torah, it's just a guess. I think they were trying to give the Jews a shot in the arm thousands of years ago and remind them precisely what I just told you. The Haftorahs were composed in the system that we have them in the time of persecution under the Romans and stuff like that. Byzantines, whoever. <clears throat> the Jewish people were in a very depressed mood. Uh, properly so. And here we have a prophet saying, N- you know, one day, and maybe next year, uh, Pesach time will be a new and It'll be, a, not only a new gaula, the Pesach Migdash will come and it'll be rebuilt and rededicated and we'll have a fascinating new set of carbonas, and a whole different bunch of rituals. There will be a Pesach, as Chazal said. Pesach's not a one-time deal. And even though Pesach will be eclipsed by the Messianic redemption, that's what they say, that the miracles of Pesach will pale in significance compared to what's coming in the Mashiach time. <laughs> Nevertheless, um I forget the positive, Chai, Hashem, I said something rather. other. Um, the, 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 the original model of Yisrael season Ram will still be of profound importance and will not be forgotten and will be celebrated, although it seems in our Haftar we will be celebrated in a slightly different fashion. Uh, this would accord with the idea that um, the way the Jews left Egypt is the model for the Messianic uh, redemption in other words, none of us know exactly but there will be some kind of a persecution Pharaoh type situation there will be some kind of a Mentes Shari type situation there will be some kind of a, a uh, Geula you know, miraculous there will be some kind of a Moshe Rabbeinu type individual you see what I'm saying? You know, roughly speaking, as many know, the Ramchal and people like that actually wrote books trying to describe this in Kabbalistic um, terms. I've always found it very confusing. I wanted to read it, and I read it once or twice. I even read one in English, but I found it confusing because uh, I'm not uh, that knowledgeable in these things. Um, <coughs> but this Aristotle this Aristotle you know, you have to read the story of the Yetzirah very, very closely. Just to give an example of what I'm talking about. In the story of the Exodus from Egypt, it says, That first they cried out for help uh, from the bitter bondage during the, um, when, when Pyro died, the original Pharaoh. And then the next Pesach is that Hashem sends Moshe. You know what I'm saying? And you know, what does it say? By Ishmael he is not Gassam. By Ezer Ezra. By Eidi And the next passage is Moshe Hayyero as son Yisrocholusno. So it means that the had of Jerusalem saw first downstairs. They were crying out and they said, they "We're desperate." as we say today. It didn't have instant um, results, but it kind of did. Elsewhere, the prophecy of Jerusalem delayla. The, the the commencing of the career of Moshe starts right then and there. So in the Mashiach time, there'll least something like that, right? Something like that. And the proof is that the dedication of the third temple, which we assume is going to take place at the beginning of the Messianic Era, will be in the month of Nisan. So I mention that because I'm trying to throw out to you a couple of guidelines if you're serious about trying to understand this after this week, you better bring an art scroll, Yecheskel or something like that to Shul. And, you know, try to follow line by line. But I, but I I, have to tell you, it's going to be confusing. Because even in the Gemara, they say it's going to be, Not me, the Gemara says it's confusing. And because it is Bikshu Lignus, it's the for Yecheskel. You understand? And it calls it an Ola, it calls it a Chatas. Uh Where is it it's in the Gemara? Of uh, I'm just reading the note in the Ramal Nam that I have in front of me because I pulled it out. People read you the Rambam, and he says, parben says it's a So he says, in the beginning, you'll take a parben bokar and you'll cleanse the temple. <laughs> it should be a carbon <laughs> So Rabbi Yochanan, the Tana, I mean the Amara says, I don't know, says, "Oh no, gotta wait for Eliyahu you know what I'm saying? He interprets this as miluim. So the Rambam, when he says that this was a one-time special dedicatory sacrifice, is going, shall I say, the rational route. Which says that it was a one-time miluim type situation. But, uh what do you call it? The other opinion is, we have no idea whatsoever Eliyahu Asi LaDarsha. So, how can the Malbim, or somebody, said this is a shot, if Rabbi Yochanan and Amora says, Elio, I'll see the Darsha. And what he means to say is it, like this. After it happens, you know what the Shabbos is. You look backwards and, oh, that's what they meant in this Haftorah, chapter 45 in Yitzhak. That's what they meant over here in chapter 46 in Yitzhak. When I read it in Shabbos, on Shabbos, as the Haftorah, I did not know what he's talking about. So my perp- that's why I said today that this is the hardest of the Haftorahs because it deals with the most obscure business. And Rashi himself says, "It is tr- Rashi says the following in the Gemara. It is true that this guy, Hanani Mecheskel ben Gorion or whatever his name was, worked it out of shop. But we have not been zilchot to his words. Notice, we do not know today how he reconciled this all and how he explained it thousands of years ago. So clearly, he explained it to the satisfaction of the editorial commission. Adkehach, that as we all know, they decided in the end to include the book of Yecheskel in the Tanakh, in the Niveam, obviously. And, and he had to do it in such a way that I say it shouldn't look like something weird. Uh, you know, contradictory. But we don't know how. So I guess you can look at the glass being half full or half empty. You can say, um, if they didn't know, I definitely don't know, I'm not even gonna try. Alternatively, you can say, you know something, they didn't know, so fine, I'm not, I'm going to try to figure this out myself this week, what's going on, I'm not saying I'm right, I'll give it a shot, knowing full well is a guess, you understand, especially if we go like, and in that light, I think that if you start thinking in terms of how the story of the deceased mitzrayim has some kind of a permanent historical significance. In other words, it'll be repeated. How the dabbing of the blood on the walls, although we we're told in the Gemara was a one-time deal, and it didn't do it afterwards, only for Pesach Mitzrayim, not for Pesach Doris, there will be some other Pesach in the future in which blood will be dabbed on the walls. Now, it won't be in the walls of individual houses, it'll be in the walls of the uh I think you lose a little bit of imagination, you can probably figure out certain Mahalikos and all that. So, uh, that's why I said that this Haftorah is a particularly tough nut to crack as far as I'm concerned. No, not as far as I'm concerned. The Rambam says that. Rabbi Gemara says it. Rabbi Ashi says it. You understand? So you can feel comfortable if you uh, if you find it somewhat opaque. With that, I wish you a good Shabbos. We shall all have a good... Uh, Nisan is coming up. Uh, I want to thank... The Goldbergs again in um, this close to the yard for Mordecai Ben Litman Lave, the Sham Shavaliyah. And um, good luck with this Haftar, baby. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbydovidkatz.com.